Alright, you guys, late on the pot again. Um, <laughs> been really rough the past few weeks, so that's probably why. Um, well, I'm home again, alone, so I'm like way more vocally unrestrained than I would be otherwise. Um, right now. It is Friday, August 6th, about 9 a.m., 8.51, but, you know, we'll round up. Always estimating, right? Um, I'm on my second cup of coffee for the day. I was listening to Billie Eilish's new album, Happier Than Ever, which I really like. Um... So far, I listened to a few songs, but like I've been listening to it as an album as a whole for the first time just now, and I really like it. It's not like some of the songs are just like I think they fit well in the album, but I wouldn't like necessarily listen to them separately. Um, it really shows that she's really grown a lot, especially since her last album. I think this is way better. Like, everything-wise, the title track, Happier Than Ever, is so good. It really is so good. Like, I really loved it, honestly. The melodies on that song are just, like, insane. I think it's really well arranged. I really like the production, too, on that. It was really good. Um, I still don't know what my opinion of Billie Eilish as an artist is. I feel like I still think that she's a little confused and a little, like, she hasn't really found her footing. But, like, that's just how pop artists are, I think. They're kind of constantly evolving and changing with every new release. So, in that way, she's really consistent. (laughs) Um, but... It's just not something that I personally like in an artist. So, like, Lana, for example, is, like, my favorite of all time because she's so consistent, like, uh, thematically and atmospherically and lyrically. She's evolving a little bit, but, like, throughout her work, when you look at it from, like, a bird's-eye view, she's incredibly consistent. Um... But you see artists like Taylor Swift and even Lord, you could say. Um, who else? Ariana Grande. All the, like, the big names out there. They kind of have eras and they like change every single time. Which I guess makes for like good variety. But I don't think that it really defines... Like, as an artist, you should, like, strive to define a certain thing. Like, so when people look at your work, they can be like, oh, that's for sure a Lana song. Oh, that is for sure, um, like, an artist by this artist. Like, I think that's what the goal of art should be, um, besides other things. But, like, for an audience, that should be the goal of your art, to be so consistent that you can easily be recognized, I think, for like an, from an audience's point of view. I think your personal relations with your art are like completely different, but this is from an audience point of view. 
So what these pop artists are now doing, or have been doing since forever, since they've become pop artists, since that's become a genre that you can identify yourself as, have been like evolving and changing every single time. So you can't really know what an Ariana Grande song is. You can't really know what a Taylor Swift song is because she's changed so much. So that's kind of what Billie Eilish is doing here. I think the main identifier of hers her voice like her whispery voice but um she's she's still changing like how pop artists are um destined to i guess that's what keeps them appealing in the public eye and that's why they're so popular is because they appeal to so many people with every era you know what i mean like there's a taste for every palette um, Alana, for example, she's not really a taste for every palette, plat, <laughs> um, because only a few people, like a certain group of people, will really identify with her music, and usually this is because they've identified with her music for a long time, over her albums, over the spin of her albums, because they're so consistent. Do you see what I'm saying here? Anyway, that's my theory on pop music. Anyway, sorry if I sound out of breath, by the way, because, like, this coffee is making me super anxious, and I'm also a little sick, and I'm also walking in circles around my living room. And, yeah. Anyway. So, for me, school starts... In like three days, counting today, Friday, Saturday, yeah, three days. Uh, it feels so weird to like be up so early. I woke up at um six or no five thirty. I woke up and then I got out of bed at six. I slept at around eleven. I want to say eleven twenty, maybe. I had a really hard time falling asleep for some reason. Usually I really just like I hit the bed and then I'm out, <laughs> so I have to like avoid the bed at all costs throughout the day, cause like it's so linked to being in a deep sleep for me that like I can't get anything else done. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? Right. So I woke up so early. I woke up literally at the crack of dawn. Like I was up before the crack of dawn. It was so dark outside. It was actually quite nice. Um, it just felt really weird because I'm not used to it and not used to really waking up that early. I did, like, for three days, like, consistently wake up at 5 a.m., but then, like, I gave that up because I was like, it's summer, dude, like, chill out. But, um, I'm really used to waking up quite early for school, like, when... Actually, last year, I did wake up quite late. Like, I woke up, like, 20 or 30 minutes before my class started, like, my first period. But the year before that, I was waking up pretty much um, around 2 to 5 a.m., like, in that span. 2 a.m., by the way. So this means that I was getting... I used to sleep around 12 because I had a shit ton of homework and other shit to do, right? So sleep at 12, wake up at 2. How many hours is that? Use your head. Two hours, dude. Sleep in two hours a day. And then obviously three and four and five is not that much better. But um, I could really function at five hours. I wouldn't say that it had a um, 
detriment really to my health because <laughs> like I was doing pretty good in school I was you know able to do most of the things I needed to do throughout the day so like I wouldn't say that just sleeping five hours has been a bad thing for me um so there's that so I don't think that like I'm really going to be worried about sleeping less this year the bigger issue is being consistent with my sleep because this summer this past year whatever the hell you want to call it let's just call it the glob because like I don't even know how many months it's been like basically since quarantine so like March I guess of 2020 right (laughs) okay so 2021 just happened Okay, yeah, so March of 2020 to, like, now, basically, um, we'll call that the glob, because I don't want to, like, keep saying, uh, for the past year or so, whatever, okay, so, like, the glob, um, oh, shit, dude, I lose my train of thought, like, so quickly, okay, so, basically, it's not been consistent during the glob, my, like, my sleep schedule has just, like, no, like, some days I will be sleeping in until like two but like going to bed the night before at like three or four or sometimes like even at a regular time like I remember there were some times where I used to sleep at like eleven thirty and wake up at two like that's a long time that's almost 12 hours I would say that's like nine hours is it damn i don't know like i can't do all this mental math basically the point that i was not consistent my sleeping times my waking up times were just like off the charts and they never really aligned with each other like i never really got like a consistent amount of sleep every night or even like two nights in a row like it was it's pretty it's been pretty crazy um, as much as I tried, like, I just couldn't do it, because I had nothing, no reason to wake up as depressing as that sounds, and I, like, fooled myself for a while into thinking that I'm a night owl, like, I'm a night person, and if you think that you are, you probably aren't, you're just, like, used to, uh, staying up pretty late, so, reconsider that, <laughs> um, I'm definitely a morning person. I'm way more energetic in the morning. That could be because I just had coffee, but oh, give me the benefit of the doubt here. So, um, right, coffee does help, but I think that it's just easier to wake up for me. You know what I like? I just feel like way more energetic in the mornings, and my like levels of energy like start to dip around 3 p.m i would say 2 30 or 3 they start to dip around there and that kind of lags all the way into like five ish and then they spike right back up like around 5 30 i don't know why that is that's just like what i've noticed so i would like really recommend keeping track of like 
you when and where you feel tired and when you feel the most energetic what has helped a lot for me and this is like something i've incorporated like pretty recently is like intermittent fasting and i just call it fasting because like intermittent is just like a fancy word but um fasting <laughs> fasting <laughs> oh my god <sighs> fiasting okay whatever (laughs) what the hell anyways um fasting so fasting is like said it's like proven to regulate your energy and hormone levels and this is something that i've had to have have had an issue with my whole life especially those two things fasting or energy and hormone levels like I've always, like, I've never been consistent with this stuff. Like, no matter how many energy drinks I drink, no matter how much caffeine, no matter what I sleep or when I sleep, how much I sleep. And fasting has, like, literally, like, kept my body more, way more rigid and consistent. And that's something that I really, I am just so, like, amazed at what a difference it makes. Um... So there's like a bunch of videos and information about how fasting can be super beneficial for you. But um, like I think how I can speak to the experience is like, um, like first of all, you're not going to die. You're not going to like die. You can have water and um, like you can have water and you can have like sparkling water and you know, you can have those drinks if you really need it, and even black coffee, but, um, you're not gonna die, it's not bad for you, it's really good for you, it uses up the energy that you already have in your body, and there's, like, this whole, like, historical or, like, anthropological thing of, like, um, humans aren't, like, made to be eating constantly, having, like, six small meals or whatever, we're made to fast and to feast so I think that like really lines up because when I find myself fasting I find myself actually more energetic I feel lighter I feel um I don't feel like spikes and crashes I feel like a more like leveled it's like a wave rather than like a tornado if you know what I mean like that's how my energy has stayed throughout the day and it's been super beneficial, honestly. Like, I have, I don't rely on, um, like, sugar or, like, sugar, or, like, I don't really eat sugar, but, like, I don't rely on food to give me energy because I kind of, like, it's regulated. I don't know how to explain this. There's so much, like, stuff online, so, like, don't come to me for scientific stuff. But um, what I do for the fasting is, um, well, right now I'm currently in like a prolongated fast, so it's not really um, how I am most of the week. I've been doing this for like two weeks, by the way. It's been really good. Basically, um, I stop eating around 7.30, 7 to 7.30, um, and I just like don't eat anything for the rest of the day, and then I started again and like my eating window is like six to seven so I just have like one hour to like eat 
and then the rest of the hours of the day I'm fasting. This is like one of the more extreme ones, but I think that it just like works so well with my life because I usually like eating, you know, I don't know if this is like normal, but eating um breakfast makes me sick and then eating lunch makes me like sleepy. Like I get really drowsy. Like I would have regular sized lunches. Like I'd have like a half a sandwich like a while ago. This is a while ago, right? But I'd have like a regular sandwich and I would get so sleepy. Like I would feel so drowsy and like I think I thought that food is like supposed to give you energy, but it didn't. Like I just felt so tired after and I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> so now I just like don't have it. And I bear I'd never ate breakfast before, so I can't really I only eat it like in times of need, like if I'm on a trip and I know that I can't eat for the next day or so or whatever. Um but um yeah, so it's like one meal. It's called like the fancy term for it is OMAD, but like I know that my parents and my relatives have been like doing this. Like I know my um my late grandpa, rest in peace, um, he was a really big proponent of fasting. Like he would fast sometimes he'd go like two weeks without food and he was really healthy his whole life until he got like cancer like in his late 80s but that's like kind of inevitable honestly because he lives in india and there's like so many pollutants and carcinogens around there um so yeah he was like super healthy he used to like run marathons he used to lift weights and he was like in his late 70s and he was like really really fit and he used to fast a lot. Um, and I think that's, like, the secret um, to, like, living a long and healthy life. And so, like, I've decided to just, like, make it a thing that I do, like, every day. Um, I'm really interested in trying out, like, week-long fasts. Like, they seem like a real strength, like, um, mental strength test. I'm always interested in, like, trying to make myself mentally stronger. And I think that, like, whenever I do hard things, I get more trust in myself and more confidence in myself. So, I don't know. I'm interested in it. I'll probably not do it anytime soon because school. But, um, you know, I'm I'm interested in it. I might, like, start small because right now I've been doing a th- I'm doing a three day fast, so I know that I can do it. Like I have the capacity in me to go more than a day without food, but um, I'm interested in it. And I sound like crack. I know. Like I sound like a nut job, but trust me, just try it. Don't smash it until you try it, or what is it? What's it called? Don't drag it till you try it. <laughs> I don't know. This is my water. Anyway, I'm not like the um, authority on fasting. I'm really not. There's so many resources out there. Go forth and conquer. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, Jesus. I don't have anything to wear. Everyone says this. I know. I know. But I literally don't have anything to wear. Like, I have, like, 
of like two pairs of pants that I like wearing um and like one two three um like four tops I guess I could repeat one I have to go shopping (laughs) I have to um go shopping for like tops because like I don't really wear dresses um so I have to kind of like subsist on pants and tops I have a good number of pants like I would say that I have like four pants that I like and I can always repeat one of the week um but I don't really have any tops I'm like thinking like well it's it's like about 70 degrees every day these days um it's probably gonna get colder in the next like week or so so I'm not you know like I might just like start wearing hoodies and stuff outside at home I have like plenty of pajamas and stuff but I'm, I never really realized how little clothes I have because like almost every single time I go out I wear like the same three things like three outfits so I never really like it never really registered to me but um yeah because I gave all my clothes to my little sister and my mom donated half of them it's like a whole thing it's like really annoying um anyway i want to get my hair cut a bit i want to get bangs like i say this every single episode probably but i want to get bangs because they look so effortless but um you never really know how a haircut is gonna look at you look on you because all of those photos that you see on google or like pinterest or whatever they're always like styled hair it's always like been blow dried or curled or straightened or it's got tons of product in it and you never really know how it's gonna look on you um so yeah i take everything with a grain of salt these days Oh, I just like don't want to go back. Like I, <laughs> I forgot how to study, dude. <sighs> Sorry, I'm like laying down. <laughs> I'm really tired, dude. Like I watched Outer Banks and it was like so good. Oh my God, Visco girl moment. It was so good, dude. Like it's. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which I really love. It's like it kind of like comments on sociopolitical issues like really lightly, like without making it a big deal, which I think is so rare, especially in like popular teen TV shows and like shows like Euphoria. They go so hard on this stuff and kind of like over romanticize it. I feel like in some, like, in Skins, it's not romanticized as much, so I really love that show. Euphoria has, like, a lot of merits as, like, visual media, but, I mean, if you're looking at it at a standpoint of, like, how good is it as a TV show, it kind of sucks. It would be better as a movie, I think, or it would be better as, like, if it did not take itself so seriously, um... 
I don't know, there's a lot of discourse about, like, euphoria, like, glamorizing child abuse, or, you know, like, kids, like, getting down and dirty or whatever, but, um, I mean, we already know that 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 happens, it's not like, like, teens aren't getting corrupted by euphoria, you know what I mean, they're getting corrupted by, like, a variety of outside things that have like yet to be explored by any form of entertainment piece media whatever um how do I say this it's like this show that you can like tell the writers haven't experienced these things for themselves they kind of have like this um tumblrization like they've only seen pictures of what it's like to be a drug addict on tumblr they've only like um like they've only seen the romanticized images and like they've translated that into a show and like so it's kind of a hollow the characters are a bit hollow because of that and so are the storylines so that's kind of what I think of it I think it's overproduced but it is really visually appealing but it's overproduced for what it's trying to do so yeah, those are my thoughts on Euphoria. <laughs> anyway, stream Outer Banks because it's so fun. It's like the perfect summer TV show. I think it's done its job perfectly. Like, honestly. Like, it, they've done a perfect job. I have not seen such a spotless teen TV show since, like, Twin Peaks, probably. It's really good. Twin Peaks is obviously superior, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> what was I even talking about? Oh, I've, um... What have I done recently? I've been like... Okay, so like... I'm like... This is like from an ironic... I'm coming... This is coming from like an ironic place. But I've been watching all of these... Like studying... Like YouTube studying and like... Like note taking videos I want to say. But um, some of the channels are like Study Quill and... Um... <sighs> I can't... I can't remember. Um, well, they're basically, like, they're so cute, too. They're, like, these, like, cute Asian girls. And, like, um, they have, like, really soft-spoken voices and, like, like lo-fi music in the background. And they're just so interesting to watch. Because, like, I didn't know people went this hard for high school. Like, literally. I mean, I kind of instinctively knew it. But, um, like, they go really hard. Like, they got... Like, they have so many pens and, like, different types of notebooks and, like, an iPad with, like, an iPad pencil. Like, everything. Like, it's just so consumerist. It's crazy, dude. Like, I thought that I was kind of being a, the like, <laughs> consumerist bitch. But, like, dude. Nah. Like, I have... <laughs> I sound so weird right now, but I'm so tired, so it's fun. Um... Like, I have, like, I have, like, I got, like, one pack of pens at the beginning of the year. And, like, that I've been using that since. I don't know if that's because, like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, the Pilot G2 pens. <laughs> like, they're really, like, classic basic ones. And they're just, like, a pack of black pens. And that's kind of all that I use. I have, like, some stored markers from, like, when I was younger. But, like, I literally have not bought stationery. <laughs> um 
I've been using, like, the same stack of sticky, post-it sticky notes since I was, like, in seventh grade. I got this, like, really big stack, and, like, I've just been using it since. So, I don't know why these these cute little girls are buying so much shit like you don't need it and like they kind of bill it too as like something that you must get it's kind of interesting it's really like um what do you call it like it's really closer to paradise or closer to perdition do these things make them happier or are they just literally like they're looking for something to make them happy and like convincing themselves that it makes them happy that's like what I am always struggling with because I don't understand how people don't understand themselves actually (sighs) I don't even know what I'm saying I'm so like freaking like tired and I also like have to take a shit but I can't because I'm so constipated. I have to like take a laxative or something, cause but we don't have any. So okay, so I don't know. Like, do I just eat like a bunch of herbs and dry herbs? Just go for it. I need something to watch. I've been watching Unorthodox on Netflix. It's really good so far. Um, I think it's a little bit drawn out. Like, I think that they could, like, cut each episode length in half and make it, like, infinitely more watchable. But I think it's fine. Um, You just have to, like, kind of skip around a little bit. (laughs) Because there's so many shots of, like, the main character just walking around with her head in her hands or whatever. And I'm just like, you can cut that in half, babe. Like, the editor did, like, a kind of shitty job. But otherwise, it's pretty good. The acting is really good i forgot what her name is i think her name is like the actress i totally forgot but she's like in another tv show about orthodox shoes and so i think that's like so funny like (laughs) she's being typecast as an an orthodox jew like that's kind of funny come on (laughs) like how do you get typecast in such like a niche role Oh, speaking of Jews, like, I haven't seen Shiva Baby, but apparently it's really good, so that means, if everyone says it's really good, that means it's probably, uh, mediocre, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's just how it is with these indie films. The only ones that have, like, kind of defied my expectations are, like, Call Me By Your Name, Moonlight, and Midsummer. Like, those are the only ones that, like, that are like the popular indie films that have like been actually really good um the rest are kind of like okay so what was that one movie that everyone liked recently uh trying to think dude i literally can't remember but um oh like oh what's it called the florida project a big indie movie one of the biggest ones in like 2017 which was like the eight the year of indie movies like every single indie movie that came out in 2017 is like super popular now i mentioned two of them uh call me by your name and moonlight ladybird um i thought it was okay i think like probably the best part was 
not Greta Gerwig's direction like everyone had made it out to be. It was mediocre, really. I think that Lady, or what's her name, Saoirse Ronan was really good in her role. She was really good. I think she was really convincing and really good. But um, the Florida Project, I watched that and I just like, I understood what they were trying to do, but like, it was so <sighs> convoluted and just, I don't think that it was deserving of praise. I thought it was an okay movie, probably not like the best movie of all time. It was okay. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like, I was just like, okay. Like, I'm not averse to um movies that aim to do nothing. I actually really like them, but this one just didn't do it well enough. Uh, there's this one movie starring Adam Driver, and I totally forgot the name, but I watched it, like, when I was, like, super sleepy one night, and it was just so good. Like, I'm gonna find the name and then, like, rewatch it, because it was just, like, nothing happened. Like, you're not supposed to be interested in this stuff, but, um, I loved it. I'm reading this book, or well, I read it, but, like, I'm rereading it. Um, it's called The Idiot by something, someone, it's not the, um, Dostoevsky, it's, uh, it's, like, this Turkish author, but, um, it's such a good book, nothing happens, but it's such a good book, I, like, I love reading this kind of stuff, I love watching this kind of stuff, um, the only difference is that the Florida Project didn't do it well, didn't do it well, that's, that's all I can say, all I can say is, like, I don't know. It's just like in my. It just did. I'm vibe with it. Okay, maybe some people are onto something that I'm just not getting. But I didn't like it. But go watch that Adam Driver movie where he's like a writer and nothing happens, or like he's a bus driver. I can't remember. He drove a bus though. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one shot. Anyway, I speaking of Adam Driver, that new Gucci movie that's coming out. Dude, like, Lady Gaga's in it? <laughs> I'm, like, really excited. I don't care if it's bad. Like, I think Adam Driver's a really good actor. And Lady Gaga's, like, she's really getting up there, too. And also, like, the premise. Premise sounds really interesting. The movies that I'm excited for this year are House of, Gu- House of Gucci, I'm pretty sure. Um, Late Night in Soho. Or the the new Anya... Taylor Joy, whatever. Um, there's a new Wes Anderson movie coming out. And it looks pretty shit, not gonna lie. The only thing that it's like really kitschy, you know, like it's really, it doesn't look that good. But <laughs> I'll probably watch it anyway. Um, what else? Um, I think that uh, Marvel movie. I'm actually I want to watch it. Uh, what's it called? It's like the Chinese guy. But I forgot. I think that's coming out this year. I think it is. There's also that Angelina Jolie Marvel movie. I don't know what it's called. But it looked out... Like, obviously, the trailers make it look really good. The actual movie is like... Uh, I don't know. Like, it's questionable. I haven't really liked a Marvel movie since... um, Like, the first Doctor Strange, I think. I don't know if there's been two... I can't remember, but I really like that Doctor Strange movie, and then, like, everything else since then has been, like, kind of weird and costumey. Like, it feels like a, um, like a Comic-Con 
thing. Like, I'm watching a Comic-Con. Like, all the Avengers movies, like, it feels like that. It feels really cartoonish. And I think that if you want to make it like that, they should just stick to animated. So, yeah. Um... I think, like, the live-action Ariel is coming out, but I'm not excited for it because I don't really care. <laughs> I can't even remember. Like, there's probably, like, some good movies coming out, but um, I think I probably mentioned the most of them. I really like Edgar Wright. He did a really good job with that Baby Driver movie. He did a really good job. So, and he's, I think this his new movie is going to be, like, a... I think it's supposed to be, it's billed as a horror or like a thriller at least, which I mean, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to do those just because like the storyline. Oh my God. I, what I'm excited for uh, that. I love Knives Out. I'm like such a big Knives Out gal, which is like so common, but like, I really love it. Like I loved that first movie. I was like on my, on the edge of my seat, babe. Oh, what's her name? Uh, the main girl, I forget. She the like big blue eyed one. She's she was really good in that. I was like, holy crap! Wow, a good new actor. Who would have thought? But um, I'm excited for the second installment of Nice Out. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what this episode is, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay, bye. Later.